Chapter 17 The Return of the Prince The royal train pulled into Sandling Station, where the line would have continued to Seabrook once upon a time. The Queen and Prince stepped down from the train and breathed in the countryside air. This was not a usual event for them, and although they would meet some local dignitaries, their main reason for coming was to see an ordinary young girl and hear her plea to save Prince's parade. Large crowds had formed. People who hadn't previously even heard of the area had taken the story to their hearts and arrived in droves. Toby and Terence were so excited as they ran excitedly along the canal path. Attempting to calm them down a little, Debbie suggested they pretend to be princes. Oh, mother, we can't possibly be princes, laughed Toby in a posh princely accent. We're royal horses. Yee-haw! shouted Terence in a strange posh cowboy-type accent as he galloped over the bridge. Debbie shook her head in despair, but she loved her boys and their wildness. Jasmine had travelled down from London with her family and sat excitedly, watching with Hannah's new school friend, Millie. From children and teachers to babies and pensioners, all came to see the spectacle on Prince's Parade. Everyone wondered if the owl would once again make an appearance. Alfie held on tightly to Ted as the family, Pete, Barney, the Prince and the Queen boarded the solar boat for its first official voyage. As the boat glided silently along, people began to notice something strange. They gasped as hundreds of fish began to swim around the boat, leaping and frolicking in the water. Some of them even ended up in the boat and had to be helped back into the water. Soon after, newts, toads, frogs... Grass snakes and lots of ducks arrived to accompany them. Next, a huge swarm of bees, dragonflies, butterflies, wasps, ladybirds, moths, blue and green tits, sparrows, pigeons, finches, swifts, swallows, blackbirds, warblers and many other flying creatures joined in the fun. They flew in unison with more skill than any Air Force squadron. The usually shy kingfisher even made a special appearance, a brilliant blue streak against the green backdrop of the trees. Above them and overseeing the whole parade were the birds of prey. There were buzzards circling high on the thermals, kestrels hovering, and even a pair of red kites that wheeled and whirled in the blue sky. There were over a hundred seagulls, who for once were not trying to run the herons out of town. The banks began to burst with all manner of wildlife too, from the tiniest insects to mice and water vole, to squirrels and foxes. Of course, Nuna and Fuzaz were in attendance, waiting on the riverbank with their litter of cubs. Only the badgers stayed away, for the light of the noonday sun was just too much for them. Hannah had not seen Kajika, but felt sure he would not miss the party. Nobody had ever seen anything like it, so many wild animals en masse in one place. It was a truly awe-inspiring sight. The Queen admitted to feeling a little overwhelmed, but when Pete pointed out all these animals live all around us, but we just don't realise it, she felt comforted and began to enjoy the incredible variety and colour that surrounded her. Finally, the Swan family made their entrance. They swam alongside the boat curiously looking at the Queen. The signets stuck close to Mum as she proudly guided her family in front of the boat. Then, purely for show, 
the father swan began to flap his impressive wings and started to run across the water as if it were solid ground. The cygnets, still clothed in their downy grey livery, followed by their father's lead, while Mum brought up the rear of this fantastic procession. Faster and faster they went, their wings beating strongly before becoming airborne. Then, flying low over the crowds, the people cheered and clapped enthusiastically, awestruck by such a magnificent sight. The solar-powered craft headed away from Seabrook towards the historic town of Hythe, passing under footbridges and alongside the landscape golf course. Kajika flew fast and straight, accompanied by a parliament of owls nearly 20 strong. As the boat cruised along, Kajika came out to rest near the prince. Sitting regally alongside him, Hannah watched intently, wondering if he would reveal that he was able to speak. The prince looked inquisitively at the bird, admiring Kajika's sharp talons and piercing eyes. I suppose if I had made my home along here, said the prince as if talking to Kajika, I should also be reluctant to move, for it is as perfect a place as I can think of. And just look at how many animals call it their home, he said, marvelling at the wondrous diversity of life swirling all around him. You must have spent an incredibly long time training this owl, the prince said to Hannah. I didn't train him, said Hannah. He doesn't belong to me. He is wild. I was surprised as everyone else he grabbed my letter. From what I've experienced, though, animals are not so different from us. It's just that we separate ourselves from them and probably don't always understand them. Uh, I agree with you, Hannah, said the prince. I have thought that for a long time, and I'm glad that lots of younger people can see that too. It's even more amazing that this owl did what he did then. It's like he knew you had something important to give me. Of course, he knew nothing of Kajika's clever use of the binoculars to track Hannah and the prince's movements across London. Hannah wanted to tell the prince that animals had learned to talk that she had spoken to Kajika and Nuna, and that they were really her friends. But she knew if Kajika wanted to, he could tell the prince himself, so she kept respectfully quiet. The queen was quite taken with Alfie. Such a gorgeous little boy, she said, cracking an unusually relaxed queenly smile before tucking into some cucumber sandwiches. All too soon the trip was over. The little boat arrived in the centre of Hythe, where the prince was due to make a speech. He climbed off the boat and made his way to the stage on the banks of the Royal Military Canal. It was the most unusual crowd he had ever addressed on account of the presence of so much wildlife. As the prince composed himself to speak, he no longer saw himself as separate from nature. He and all of the living things that surrounded him were unique, but unequivocally interconnected, and he smiled at the realisation. After thanking everyone for such a gracious welcome, with special mention to the animals, the prince made his speech. Over a century ago, my predecessor opened Prince's Parade. Today, along with this canal, it has become a vital green space, providing a habitat for the animals that you see here now. It provides relaxation for tired minds and gives children the chance to connect with nature. I have long held the view that these small local spaces are hugely important in Britain. 
Wong can visit the protected national parks and great stately homes with manicured gardens. But it's places like this that rely on being protected by local communities are just as vital in the landscape of this country. These areas enrich our towns and provide much-needed wild space in increasingly urban environments. Scientific research has shown the nature of the fundamental part of our emotional and physical well-being. We, as humans, form a part of nature and cannot thrive without a real relationship with it. I believe that we do inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children, and as such, we must take good care of it. This amazing child, Hannah, brought me here today by writing a letter from her heart. That fact, and this beautiful owl who delivered the letter to me, helped me to understand that more than ever. I am confident that this amazing solar boat will inspire you to explore this wonderful area and deepen your connection with nature. Thank you. As the prince left the stage to a rapturous applause, some of the council leaders looked rather shamefaced and walked by, realising that perhaps they had been rather hasty in trying to develop Prince's Parade. That night, Hannah and her family sat by the canal, stunned but heartened by the events of the past few days. After the drama it had borne witness to that day, Prince's Parade returned to its calm and reposeful self. The animals made their way to their happy homes to enjoy the quiet and darkness of the night.